cliffcentral.com. Welcome back to The Good Stuff, Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brent Lindicue, The Good Things Guy, and right next to me is Kerry, The Good Things Girl. Morning. Hi. Happy Tuesday. How's it going? Good. Um, just before we went live on air, <laughs> so we're in, so, you know, the great thing about radio is that we can paint a picture for you. And uh, we were sitting in the studio. And Kerry sort of, you know, you've got to test the mics, make sure that our levels are are right so that you guys can hear us. And um, Kerry sort of put her nose (laughs) on the top of the microphone and gave a big sniff. Well, you know what? I have have a nose like a bloodhound anyway, naturally. Mm -hmm. I can smell stuff from a mile away. And now this microphone is like a centimeter away from your nose. As soon as I came close, I was like, Whoa, it smells like antibiotics or vitamins. vitamins. Mm. I know, right? It's, but so does mine. Yes. So do you, do you think the show before us, they were chomping vitamins? <laughs> like while they were doing the show, they were sitting eating. Chewables. What are those chewable orange <laughs> yeah. things that keep you safe all through, all through winter? <laughs> Just keep you safe and sound and flu free? Oh, I don't know. I'm a bit, I'm scared of like what's. The feedback from this microphone comes maybe to us. Maybe that's how it smells when... I don't know. No. Just a bit bizarre. Anyway, you are logged on to The Good Stuff on Cliff Central Show. Yeah. Uh, it's Tuesday, yo. We get to hang out with you and bring you good news and uh, good things and all of those great uh, things in the world, all the good news stories. And... um you know, we I've said this before. We don't live with rose-colored glasses on. We know what's going on. Mm. We have a good sense of what is happening in the world and in South Africa. But at the same time, we just try and um, remind you that there's so many good things in the world and South Africa right now that can keep you inspired, that can make you proudly South African. Uh, there's a lot of good news. So today... Kerry and I are going to be chatting to um, Kani, who we met at the CEO Sleepout. Yes. We met her through the CEO mm. Sleepout last year. And uh, she's coming into studio to talk about her new blanket drive. She's like, she's like doing a blanket drive. That's awesome. So we're going to be speaking to her about what she's doing. And then I've got a massive interview. Huge. Ginormous. Is it ginormous or ginormous? Ginormous. Ginormous. We've got a massive, massive, massive interview. Um, it's a pinnacle in my career to interview someone that I used to watch when I was on when I was a little kid and they were on TV. The suspense is killing us. And you know they've only got they've only just started on social media, only just. Yes. But this person already has two million Facebook followers. That is insane. Yeah. That is huge. Yeah, should I tell everybody who tell it is? It, tell them, tell them. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I need a drum roll or something. Brrr. He's um, John Edwards. It's crossing over with John Edwards, which I used to watch when I was a kid. Me too. Um, on, it was like on reruns on SABC3, late at night. Not even. Late at night. No, Brains, not even reruns. Oh, it we was the live watch, thing. Yes. We used to watch live. We were young. So, crossing over with John Edwards... Um, He's a he's got abilities. He's a psychic medium, and uh, and you know we get to we we did a pre-record chat with him last week, which I've had to keep under wraps. <laughs> uh, it was the only time that he could do. So we're going to be playing it a little bit later in, in the show. And um, what an amazing guy! Incredible! Just a just a really really. Humble, amazing, amazing man. He's going to be in South Africa on the 5th of August. He's doing a show at Monte Casino. And 
I was the only pre-interview in the whole every single South African ever. Ever, ever. ever. Well, not ever, because he's been here before. But no, no, this, no, ever, ever now. Ever, ever now. <laughs> um, on this round of him coming here on the 5th of August, I was the only interview that he allowed and granted access to. Mm. Um, he'll be doing one or two interviews when he's here, like um, Wackett and him have become friends. So they're going to do an interview. But... Man alive, I got to interview someone who I used to watch when I was a kid on TV. You know what? Well done. Well done for that. You well that done, That is amazing. Kerry. That is amazing. No, I'm being serious. Amazing. That's well, huge. So you're going to hear about that a little bit later on the show. Um, but in between that, we're going to be bringing you the top five good news stories of the week. We're going to be bringing you... Uh, a little bit of a catch-up. And um, if you want to get involved with the conversation, you can tweet us at cliffcentral.com. Yes. At BrentLindeCue. At Kerry Stain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can send a message to our official WeChat accounts, or you can call us on 0861 555 or you can WhatsApp us. What's the number? 079-748-2090. That's 079-748-2090. If you guys want to get involved with the conversation, we want to hear from you. If you have any questions for John, um, you can still put them through yeah. because... I'm going to be seeing him on the 5th of August as well, which is pretty exciting. Um, okay, so Care. Super cool. Care. Yeah. I mean, a lot's happened in the last week, right? It has, a lot. Like a little whirlwind. Like a little whirlwind. Mm. First of all, the weather. What? It's um, quite chillsome, hey? I am freezing. <laughs> With your uh, big puffy jacket. I've got a coat on. Me too. <laughs> and I was going to wear a scarf on top of this or like underneath this. Have you got a scarf on? No, it's no. actually part of my my top that looks like a scarf. It's like all connected and puffy and stuff. But it's ju- it's freezing. It is freezing. And I'm, uh, you know, and it just went. It just flipped because it was it was, you know, we were doing all right. And then all of a sudden we weren't. No. No. Sunday nights was all windy and freezing, and then Sunday bloody Sunday, and then Monday was cold, and it's just I think it's staying. I think <sighs> it's I think it's here now. So it's a little bit cold right now, and um, and the one thing about I hate speaking about weather. I always feel like when you're in a conversation and there's nowhere left to go, <laughs> you always go to the weather. So like if if there's almost that um deafening silence between a bunch of people at like a <laughs> restaurant table or whatever, and then someone will always go. So the weather. As like, no, you know. but you know what? In our case, we speak about the weather because it leads us to what? So this is where we're going to go with this, and this is why we brought it up. Um, when it gets cold like this, the one thing that happens every year mm. when it gets cold like this is I start, I start having empathy, and I feel incredibly. Um, Sad. Mm. I feel really, really sad for a lot of people who don't have warmth. Yeah. Who don't have blankets, who don't have comfy, fleecy pajama pants, who don't have big slippers that look like lion's feet. Mm. Like, I feel really cuck about the fact that there's a lot of people in South Africa and the world. It's not just a South African problem. No. We think it is, but it's not just a South African problem. Definitely not. And... There's a lot of people in the world that just are not warm over these times. They don't even have roofs over their heads. Mm. And that always inspires me. So I get a little bit sad. I think about it. And then it always inspires me to find some way to give back. It's a a reminder. The cold is a reminder Mm. to give back. 
And you know what? Um, what I'm finding lately as well is that more and more people every year are giving without being prompted to. Well, this is, this is something we also said. So Kerry and I don't just speak on air. No. We also speak off here. And um this is one of the things that Kerry said that um she she can see, definitely you can see, that mm. people are more what did you say? More giving? They're they're becoming more giving. Every year they are becoming more giving and it's almost becoming um it's becoming a culture. A culture giving. of yes, giving. Yeah, culture of giving. And people are not I mean they don't need to be prompted to give. Uh, which is great because um, before you kind of had to educate people on giving. Well, it's almost, I mean, when the whole Nick nomination thing happened and all yes. of that, it was it was almost like you had to remind people. Yeah. You had to be like, guys. Uh, we are not the only, you know, we're privileged. We really are. Um, yeah, and we are. We're, we are. No, no, I know so, we are. I know we are. So when, I mean, our, our friend Kim. Who works in the inner Paramedic? City. Yes. Paramedic Kim, Kim yes. Williams. Yes. Kimmy, Kim, Kim, I hope you're listening. And Kim's a paramedic. She's amazing. And um, a fire lady. She's a fire lady and a paramedic, and she saves the world every single night. Yes. She works night shifts, day shifts. Sometimes she doesn't sleep for like two or three days. Mm-hmm. And she's in the inner city saving lives. And at this time of the year, she said um, for her, it's heartbreaking because... Um, there's not a shift that goes by that they don't have to sort of, you know, um, I don't know. There's people that have passed away from the cold. They really have. They've died of cold. They've died of, they've, they've died of hypothermia. So we, we have someone on the show in a little bit who's going to speak about the blanket drive that she's currently doing. But I can promise you for free and for nothing, there are so many different initiatives that you can get involved in right now to make a difference. Uh, the Twitter blanket, blanket drives coming up. It's every year that they collect a whole bunch of blankets at the fire and ices around the country. Yes. Um, there's soup kitchens that are open every day. If you yes. really, the, the greatest gift that we have, and I think the biggest asset that we have as human beings is time. Definitely. Time. So mm. if you have time and you're able to offer that time to someone else to put everybody's, them in a better position. Everybody's got time. They do it, just man. Got, just, it's time management. Just do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, a bunch of friends. are. We've actually put together our own little soup kitchen that we're going to be assisting with next week. Sunday. Really? Yep. 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 So that's going to be your Sunday fun day. Sunday fun day in the morning. So we're going to awesome. assist. Yeah. We're going to go great. and just uh, time. The, you know, the, 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 the kitchen's being sponsored. The chefs are, are chefs. The food. Food's being sponsored, fabulous. and we're gonna go and um, serve the food. Yeah. And I'm I never stick to the rules, so I'm not no. a I'm not a rule sticker no, tourer. Uh, like when I went to Girls and Boys Town, yes. um, and like we went there very specifically to go and educate the kids, and like you sit with them and you do almost like a fun maths lesson, or you know they're like little kids. It was the table I got. The kids were like between eight, I would say six and eight approximately mm. and I, they gave me this math pack and it was like a snakes and ladders thing and there was some maths or whatever involved and i looked at it and i was like yeah we can do this <laughs> we can. and there were all these other people that were sitting around doing the activities and i was like yeah we can um but there's also a soccer ball there so let's mm. rather go outside yeah and we went outside and we played soccer like it was super super cool so on sunday i will be at the soup kitchen and i will start serving soup and food and, and then all the see rest. where it goes see where it goes i don't stick to the rules i'm there to have yeah. fun i'm there to have fun but you've done that as well at our charity events 
Yeah, I know. I'm a bit of a wreck. <laughs> you arrive and uh, you are the party. I'm a wrecking ball. No, you know what? It also doesn't have to be serious and no, dreary and emotional. No. And, no, man. You Not go there. You, there's You're human, going there to have fun. Human beings that you can sit and chat to yes. and hear their stories and, you know, share a meal with them. Yes, definitely. So that's what I'm going to be doing next Sunday and you should as well. One of the other things that we wanted to catch up on, um, which has been all over the news, mm. is the Manchester attacks. Yes. Which, I mean, we mentioned it last week in the show. It had just happened. Mm. And... And, um, and a whole bunch of things then happened from there. Yeah. And one of the things, and, and one of the things that I wanted to bring up around this was Ariana Grande. It was her concert. Yes. So, you know, I was, I was just saying that there's good humans and I love to chat and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But there's a cuck humans. There's cuck humans. And they were accusing her. Um, or not accusing her. They, yeah, it was, was her it, fault. was it accusing? Not, not that it was her fault, but, but they were saying that like she should have gone to the hospitals to go visit the people that had survived but were in pain and she should have done this and she should have done that and she should have done this. And then this guy wrote a letter to her, which was beautiful. Mm. And he just went, it wasn't your fault. And, and you know what? Don't listen to anybody else. You deal with what you need to deal with because you're heartbroken as well and it's tragic for you. Um, and she has, she's gone into hiding. Well, what I can say is Ariana Grande is a little girl. Yes. She's a little girl. Yes. Like, how do you cope? How do you cope with people blaming you for something that wasn't even your fault? So I'm saying that it wasn't her fault. I absolutely love her. I think she's an incredible artist. Um, and I got your back, Ariana. I got your back. We're back. Yes. Me too. Me too. We got you. We got you. And she acknowledged it as well. Yeah, man. She's now, she's come out finally and she's just said that she's going to be doing a benefit concert. That's amazing. A benefit concert to, uh, to give back to all these kids and all of that stuff. Um, I just want to check if I can use this desk because I don't know what's going on here. Okay. Let's see. Is that working? Yes. Ah. Yay. Sometimes. So bear with me. Um, we're in another studio today. There's a couple of studios at Cliff Central. And we haven't been in this studio for a while. So I've got to remember how this desk works. And it's very technical. I'm actually going to take a picture of it. And, <laughs> and I'm going gonna, gonna to I'll tweet it so that you guys can see what we deal with. And you tell me if you can work this desk. So early on a Tuesday morning. Hold on. Hold on. I'm taking a photo. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, I took a photo. I'm going to tweet that. And... Uh, and you guys tell me if you know how to work these desks. And I, every desk is different, show. That's a better angle. That actually. is a lot of buttons. That's a better angle. I like it. Um, right. So every week we bring you the top five good news stories. Yeah. Uh, and the reason we do this is because we can, first of all. And secondly, we're the only, only show. The only one. Maybe in Africa that has a good news chart show. Mm. What we do is we give you the top five good news stories of the week and then uh, we post them up online as well so that you can follow them, know about them, lacquer, get involved, love life. Um, Care? Yes. What do we have at number five? Woolworth star flash mob the store every day as they break into song to uplift each other. So the staff at Woolworths have been caught on video doing their daily flash mob in the store as they break into song to uplift each other and create a happy place. So uh, this is the Woolworths um, in Danefern. The Woolworths in Danefern. It's yes. my video. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe you chose that as the story. 
but thank you very much. No, but it's, it's a cool it's story. It's a happy one. It's a cool story. So every every day at half past 11, 11 yeah. which is thankfully after our show, so you can listen to our show and then you can make your way down there. Every day at half past 11, uh, all the staff get together to sing um, Johnny Clegg's famous song, um, Asimbonga. It's, so they, they sing that and uh, off they go and, and it just uplifts the store and it's like camaraderie and team building and it makes it a happy place and it really does. It was so inspirational I to would be, be there. super excited to go to work. It was so, I was inspired to be there. And it's a cool video. You need to go watch it. You need to go watch it. So we're going to put that up online so that you can see it and we're going to give you number four. Crazy sunrise dance party on Lion's Head goes viral. A man in a pink lycra suit a T-Rex and some avid climbers were all treated to a crazy sunrise dance party on Lion's Head last week. Okay, but this is not a secret sunrise. No, like we spo- We've spoken not. about secret sunrise yeah, before, which no. is this awesome thing in South Africa where you can go and, and do like exercise and yoga in the morning and you all wear those headphones <laughs> like a silent disco. Um, this is not this. No. The climbers climb up Lion's Head every day yes. and all of a sudden there was a boombox playing a song uh, a really cool song, sort of getting everybody in the mood. And this guy in a pink lycra suit stood on top of the mountain and did his little jig. And um, and there was a T-Rex that got involved. It was mad. It was a little bit mad. I know, right? But don't you want to, like, I want to go to Cape Town and I want to go dance online. Join the party. Join the party. Very, very cool. We're going to put it up online so that you can see it. You can join the other 300,000 people that have watched us. Um, what do we have at number three? There's an anonymous open letter advising people on how to save water and it's gone viral. Um, it's written by an anonymous uh, Cape Townian, and it's gone viral for all the right reasons. Well, it's because he's being sarcastic in it. Basically, he starts off the letter, the letter by going, you are not going to save water by brushing your teeth with the same uh, cup of water for a week. Yeah. And, and the reason he says that is, is, yes, you can save water by doing that, but he's saying you've wasted water for so long. You didn't care for exactly. so long that now, now all of a sudden you want to you want to make these changes. You should have been doing that a long time ago. And he goes on to say like, stop watering your garden. Um, and and it's quite funny because he's like, your grass is going to go brown, but um, luckily your neighbours will be too. Like it, it's it's exactly. so relevant and it's it's so true. And we're going to put it up so that you can read. It. It's quite long, mm. so we can't unpack it all no now. No ways. But we will put it up so that you can unpack it in your own time. Yes. I think we're at number three. Yeah. Yes, it is. No, it's number two. Oh, number two. What do we have at number two? A little causa-speaking South African toddler is going viral for being too damn cute. So he's white. Yes. He's a little white kid. And his (laughs) nanny has taught him to speak um, causa fluently. Fluently. And she like... She in in I mean you can go watch the video, but she points out. She says to him in in Koza, where's your where's your nose? And he like points at his nose, but he's little, eh? He's like a little guy. He's tiny, and he's flippin' cute. He is cute. And then he replies in in Koza as well, and he speaks English. I think that's amazing. I think that's awesome, and I think that's how everything should be done. So this is something you don't know, which Tell I'm just going to throw out onto the table now. Um, I am starting Zulu classes soon. Really? Yeah. This Mlungu doesn't want to just speak I mean I can speak English Afrikaans a little bit of French a little bit of German mm. but I want to get fluent in Zulu I'm African man I was I'm from speak- South Africa we were talking about it this morning before you arrived at the studio because um, I always actually- arrive late no you don't on time so on time. Um, just in time the, the, the kids at school now it's compulsory 
And it's as becoming, it should be. Yes, as it, it really should is. be. But as a as a oak, like I never had that option in school. It was never given to me. So I, as an adult, I'm like, man, I want to speak Zulu. I really want to speak Zulu. And maybe maybe Zulu is the wrong language. Maybe I should be learning Koza or you know, tweet me, tweet little, me and tell yeah, me, tell Zulu. me what I should be learning. What what you feel is the best language to learn for South Africa? Um, but I'm doing it. I'm gonna go and learn. I think that's amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna refresh on mine. So then we we should do a whole show in Zulu. Yes, I agree. We're going to do a Zulu show. <laughs> yeah. That's exciting. I'm excited. Uh, what do we have at number one, Kerry? Cape Town dad Ron Irwin posted a lengthy review about the Cape Town leg of the Justin Bieber purpose tour. It's pretty brilliant and has gone viral. Again, and sarcasm of note, right? <laughs> like how funny, saints. how funny, how flippin' funny. It's a long one as well, um, but he like unpacks in great detail as to he took his three daughters what mm. his two daughters two daughters he took his two daughters to the show and he was just disgusted yeah uh, but he's written he's written the whole thing in the absolute funniest way i mean i was in hysterics and it's i've read dad it like talk. twice dad talk <laughs> dad talk uh we're gonna put all of those stories up online so that you can also know what is going on with the good things around the world um and uh, just on the other side of this, we got some really cool interviews. I'm Yay! excited. I'm excited. This is the good stuff on Cliff Central. This is, uh, we don't care who is singing. This is the good stuff. On Cliff Central, and uh, you guys have tuned in. It's Tuesday morning. We get to hang out with you and just bring you good news and all of those good things. And this is good news. So Kanye and I met uh, during the CEO sleepout. She was she was running around <laughs> and telling me what to do and when to do it and how to do it. And you know, she sort of kept me in check. Did I know? You did. Really? I'm going to ask you to get really close to the mic. That's the only thing you need to do. Um, I remember, man, you were always, you need to be here and you need to do this. And, and it was incredible working with you. And now you've got your own agency, yes, which yes, is flipping cool. Thank you. Uh, and you're, you're working still in PR. Um, Zoe is the agency's name. I did a little bit of a plug there. Uh, but more so this year, you've done a blanket drive. Yes, that's right. Um, Brent, yes, we've done a blanket drive um, this year, and I'm not—I'm I'm saying this year because this is something new um, that we hope to carry over for the next couple of years. Well, this, is, this is the start of something, isn't it? Absolutely, it's a start of something that I never planned, but of of course, the universe has plans. The need is always there. The need is so there. So it's just for us to plug in and be aware, so that we we come on board. The universe is telling you, you—you you need to be doing something. So you decided uh, you're going to put together this blanket drive. You want to collect a hundred blankets, I think. Yes, um, we'd like to collect a hundred blankets, and and this is for homeless people um, around the areas of Parkview and the Zoo Lake. When I say that around the areas, it's people that actually sleep around those areas, sleeping like, just outside homeless. under bridges, mm. by yeah, under a tree in this cold. Why that area specifically? That area, um, I'd say that area specifically because over the past three years, with with my son going to a school nearby there. You've seen it. I've seen it. So I drive past the church. I watch the, the you know, the homeless collect soup um, um, and bread. And, 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 and then I realized, you know, whatever it is that I can bring from home, which was always food or fruit or whatever supplies that I had, I then started making the drop-offs every other morning or whenever there was, um, you know, that supply. Um, and of course, over this time, 
time one has gotten to know some of the, uh, you know, some of the guys personally. Um, and, and, and somebody spoke to me requesting a blanket. And, and, and when I brought that blanket, I realized that I cannot really just bring a blanket for one person when there's 90 odd other people standing in this queue and they obviously all have the same need. And that's what has given birth to this blanket drive, which officially now being named on Brent's show, the good stuff, the homeless hundred. The homeless hundred. Yes. The homeless hundred. Um, I, I just got to say, you can see she's in PR because that just that just happened. That just happened. Um, I think it's really cool what you're doing, um, because it's the right thing to do. I don't think that anybody in this world um, should be cold ever. It's not. It's not cool. And I get that South Africa has got its challenges. I understand. Um, Unemployment, uh, mm. poverty. There's so many different factors, um, that are currently weighing in on human beings in South Africa yeah. that you collecting blankets and handing them over is just a little light in someone's life. Absolutely. And I think that's what's important. And some of us are here to, 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 Take care of, of such people. We're telephones. We're just, we're, 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 just there. we're conduits. Can, yes, we're, we're conduits. conduits. We're conduits to do the good stuff, to bring a smile and warmth into somebody else's, you know, life. It's very cold. I mean, all of us are fluey. And, and imagine that person that's faced with the cold every single day. And that is why we're looking for blankets. It could be an older, a new blanket. And I actually brought you a sample. And these are some of the blankets that we've already collected so far and some of the contributions from the people that have um, actually donated uh, the blankets that we really we, have. We, how, how do you, uh, you, you've come up with this idea, you're going to do it, you're diving in, your, your pledge is to do a hundred. What do you do next? Do you contact all your family and friends and be like, guys, give me blankets? Well, what I did um, initially is that I, I put it up on Facebook and I said um, about a month and a half ago, hi guys, I just, I don't want the likes, I just want some action. Yeah, because that's, course, that's the problem, th- right? Problem. Everybody likes posts, but nobody but actually... But there's no action. Yeah. And, and, and uh, uh, to, to the disappointment, um, I think I've collected three. Great though, from Facebook. And of course we've done Instagram. And that is why I needed the likes of Cliff, Cliff Central and the likes of your show yeah. to help me push... Mm. Two days before, yes, but I know that with the people that are listening, we can do it. It's only a hundred blankets. So imagine next year when perhaps you as an individual are raising the hundred for your own community, which is where we're hoping to move, um, to move this uh, project uh, for the next year and moving forward. So you want to grow it and you want other people to be collecting because their own the blankets. Because the need is there. I think let's grow it. I would love to change the world, but the truth is, I can only be a contributor and each and every one of us can actually be a contributor. So moving forward, I can't do it alone. There is a need everywhere around wherever you go around your community. So what we'd like to do is to build this so that each and every community actually has its leader that identifies the need and does the collection Mm. and drop off. It's got nothing to do with us, but being that one person that ensures that a hundred is feeling better, is taken care of, is warm. It's the bit that we can do right now. Change one thing, change everything. Exactly. I absolutely love it. And it's those, those small acts of kindness that when are all put together are massive acts of kindness. It's one big, beautiful, massive acts of kindness, giving yes. back to those in need, uh, getting blankets to the guys that need them the most. Um, it's cold right now. And like I said, no one deserves to go cold ever. Uh, if people want to drop off blankets, if they want to contact you, if they want to throw money at you so that you can just go, go buy blankets. Awesome. That would um, be easier. How do they get hold of you? 
You can email me on Kanye, K-H-A-N-Y-I at zoeprcom, which is Z-O-E. P-R-C-O-M dot C-O dot Z-A. You can also contact me on my mobile. Hmm. 072-397-1781 should you wish to make a donation. Um, otherwise, please do make a drop-off at our offices, which are number 5, 7th Avenue, Parktown North, and that's around the Rosebank area. The drop-off of the blankets is taking place this Wednesday, when, uh, 31st of May. So, I'm awaiting those calls between now and Tuesday afternoon, or you can actually join us on the on, on, on the, the Wednesday, Wednesday morning yeah. between quarter to eight and eight o'clock outside St. Columbus Church in Parkview. It's that easy. She's not afraid to give her digits out online because she wants to get the blankets. That's why. Absolutely. It That's why. Took it the chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being on the show. It's so good to see you. Um, and I'm, I'm so glad that you're doing good stuff. Yes. I just, uh, yeah, I actually knew you would, you were like that before. Thank that's, you. You've and, got a good heart. And that's why we got to work together on that project. And thank you for working with us again right now. Thank you for the love of the people. Yes, yes, yes. This is the good stuff on Cliff Central. We're going to put all of those links, uh, the telephone numbers and the email addresses and all of that up online so that you can go give blankets. What did I say at the beginning of the show? If you can get involved somewhere... This is it. This, if you can feel it in your tummy, your intuition, and we're going to speak about intuition with John Edwards in a little Mm -hmm. bit, but if you can feel your intuition in your tummy telling you to go give blankets, go give blankets. This is the way to do it. This is the good stuff on Cliff Central. All right, welcome back to The Good Stuff. Every week we get to chat to incredible humans doing amazing things from local, locally in South Africa and even abroad. And um, this week I'm flipping excited because I'm going to get to speak to someone who I used to watch when I was a little kid on TV. Me too. And I'm sure Kerry did me, as well. Me, me as well. We're <laughs> the same age, so we're watching the same thing. Totally, totally. But he's, um, he's calling in and I think it's uh, from somewhere in America. He's going to let us know where he's from. Um, he's going to be in South Africa soon, and that's why we've got him on air. It's super, super exciting. Uh, Mr. John Edward, welcome to The Good Stuff. Thank you, guys. That's, re- that's really nice. You're actually catching me in New York at my office. Ah, in New York, the amazing city. I've, I've been to New York a couple of times. Uh, had great, great memories there, great holidays, and I'm a little bit jealous because it's a beautiful, beautiful city. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Awesome. Uh, so for those of you that might not know or, or have an idea, John Edwards is an American television personality, author, and a world-renowned psychic medium. And that's what got him onto TV. Um, South Africans should all know him for, for the show, Crossing Over with John Edwards, which um, we haven't... Ha- it's not it's not live anymore, and you're not doing the show anymore, but it's still in reruns. Like, we can still find it on TV, right? In certain countries, they actually still do air it, which is kind of kind of freaky that it's all these years later and then it's still on the air. <laughs> that is super, super crazy. <laughs> but like I said when I started the show, I grew up watching your shows, and, and I've always found your gift fascinating. Um, but at what age did you know that you were a psychic? It's funny because you, you would think like when you have this ability and you're doing this work that like there's these profound moments that 
um, you know, in your childhood, you look back on and you go, oh, my God, like, I'm psychic. I had none of that. Um, I was 15, and I had, a, I had a reading. I went for a reading with a psychic, and it was during that reading that she basically told me, like, hey, like, this is your path. Like, this is who you are. I'm, I've been put in your path today to kind of put you on your journey. And, you know, part of your destiny, so be it, is to teach people about, you know, this world of what I do. And I remember like looking at her at, at 15 thinking like, this woman is absolutely insane. Like, <laughs> like I'm not even sure I believe Crazy. she can do this. And yeah. she's trying to get me to, you know, not only join her club, but like lead the cause <laughs> in some weird way. But after the reading, which was extremely accurate, I, I, I'm a very logical and analytical person. And I went and did a lot of research. I wanted to learn more about the subject matter. And what I discovered was that, what I thought psychic ability was and intuition and what I thought about um, energy, you know, was kind of really glamorized and glorified and made much bigger than it was. And so I had been doing it my entire life. I just didn't know that that was being psychic. Wow. That's, it's very interesting that you say that because I've recently, and it's, it's only, I would say, the last couple of years where I've really tapped into my own intuition and I've started realizing you know, I mean, I, my concept is that it's glamorized and it's what the movies make it to be. And what you've just said dispels that completely. You're saying that it's something completely different. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what a, I think, you know, recently, well, actually recently, the last couple of years, you know, I've been traveling and touring for over 25 years. And in one of, you know, the more recent events, a woman stood up and I said, you have a question? And she said, no, I have a statement. And, you know, whatever somebody says, like at an event, like, you know, they don't have a question, they have a statement. You're, you're you like, kind of oh, yourself a little bit, oh, like, uh-oh, like, <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> and she said, you sound like you're more part of the skeptics community and the psychic community by the way that you speak. And I laughed and I said, I probably am in the sense that I, I don't think that the subject matter needs to be produced or glamorized. I think it's pretty spectacular in its most simplistic form. I don't think you have to dress it up. And I do think that you have to raise awareness and teach people about what's real. And, you know, what I, what I discovered, and I seem to see it's happening again. So this is 32 years of me doing this. You know, August will be 33 years that I begin. And when I first started doing this at 15, like, I had all of these people that were, you know, they were in their 40s and their 50s, and they were doing this work for a long period of time. And they all made me feel inferior. They all made me feel like I... I was the kid. They all made me feel like, you know, good luck learning how to, you know, navigate this. Or, and it was a very, very, um, you know, class specific in my ability. Mm-hmm. And what I recognized, you know, relatively quickly, to be honest, is that they were, they, there was a difference in class, but it was in perspective. And I, I, three decades in, I tell people who's listening right now, I am no different than anybody else in the sense that. I, I might have maybe a little bit more of a genetic predisposition that I can tap into it quicker, easier, and faster. But I worked at this. Like, I, I work at understanding the world of energy. And I think everybody should. I think everybody should understand their intuitive side. It's, I think, a gift for us to be able to have those connections. And I think it protects us. I think it, when we meet somebody that you know is a, is a, is a bad character, and, you know, they're camouflaging it. You know, ladies who listen to this, when they, you know, meet the guy and they're like, they just come across perfect, but 
something doesn't yes. seem right, mm-hmm. go with that. Yeah. Like, go with that what doesn't seem right feeling. Because that's your intuition going, mm-hmm. like, you know, alert, alarm, alert, alarm. So I, w- I want people to pay attention to their intuition. Now, does that mean that I want them to jump into doing readings for other people? Absolutely not. That's like saying, like, you know, you could, you know, clean out a cut and put a Band-Aid on it, and then I could do brain surgery. There's yeah. two yeah. different, you know, realms here. If if I had to ask you, and I, I don't know if, I mean, you've most probably been asked this question a million times, but you speak about intuition and you speak about energy and you speak about these different forces. When you're doing a reading, what is it that you actually see or, or don't you see? Is it more of a feeling? Um, it, it is a combination. So I like to refer to it as, as energy because when you understand it as energy, mm. um, that I can make you guys identify with it. You know when you were sitting in school and it was just really boring and you were like staring out the window or you were staring at the floor and you were daydreaming? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's that. That's exactly what it feels like. So like I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to take away the woo woo or the wow <laughs> of what this is, but it's pay, it's paying attention to a daydream. So it's like I'm consciously daydreaming. I am consciously pay attention, paying attention to that kind of daydream, except the producers of the daydream would be somebody else's loved ones and friends. So whatever it is that I'm seeing, hearing, and feeling, which is all, by the way, symbolic. It's all like a symbolic type of kind of communication. It's not an out loud communicating like we're communicating. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not seeing them the way I would be seeing you if I was in the studio with you. I'm, I'm not hearing them in the same way. It's energetic. And then I have to interpret just like sign language, you know, you have to interpret the symbolism of what somebody's communicating. I have to interpret this energetic symbolism to express to the client, here's what's, what's coming through, or try to figure it out for myself, you know, like when I'm getting stuff for my, myself, like sometimes I'll see stuff, like we had, this is a, a very recent example, I, there was a, a horse race that took place in the States called the Preakness or the Peakness or whatever it is, and I saw it come up on Twitter, um, and as I was going through the, the thing, they listed all the horses, and for about five seconds, I was like, huh, I wonder if I could pick the horse. So I'm like looking at it, and it took me like six or seven minutes, but I went with the horse that I thought had the most energy. Mm-hmm. Now, did I say which horse was going to win? No. Mm-hmm. Did I say I think this one's going to win because of the odds, logically? No. I just went, I like this horse's and This feels right to me. Mm-hmm. I said, if I was going to bet on a horse, I would bet on this one. And then I said, I should tweet that out. And then I had to put myself in check because... Why would I tweet that out? That would be, you know, tweeting it out from a place of, I want it to be right. You know, look at me. Yeah. I got it right. And then I was like, and if I'm wrong, then it's going to be like, you suck. You're wrong. I was like, you know what? What people bet on it? And it's like, they're going to be, well, they won. The horse that I picked won. (laughs) I was just telling the story to my cousin yesterday. And she looked at me and she said, I understand why you didn't tweet it. She says, and I respect you for not tweeting it. She goes, but I'm a little upset that you didn't call me and tell me that you thought that this horse was going to win. She goes, because I would have bet on it. <laughs> well, that that's the thing, right, is that you have this gift. And it's it's something, I mean, is it something that is always on or can you literally turn it off? It's not really, a, you know, people like to refer to it as a gift. And I think for centuries it's been referred to as a gift. I like to try to change the nomenclature and call it an ability. So an ability. Yeah. is it an something ability. that's always on? No. Um, but it's something that's always there and can be turned on, like a light switch, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the lights are there, but, but not always on. But the power's there, so if you want to click it on, you can, you know, you can click it on. And you know, early on, thank God, I, you know, I, I started doing this young, and I didn't get into bad habits. But like, there's there's ethics and responsibility. So, like, if you and I were in a restaurant and we're just sitting there having a casual conversation, and you said, 
hey, you see that couple over there at that table? Tell me about them. I could. I can actually, without walking over to them, look at them, tune into their energy, and pick up on what's happening around them, what's coming up for them, you know, all this kind of stuff. But that's creepy. Like, it's, it's unethical <laughs> to do that. Like, it's just, when you think about it, it's just like, it's really, really unethical. Mm. And I think that where television has gone today, because, you know, television always has to kind of try to one-up itself, it is highly producing subject matter that, that I, I don't know about South Africa, but, like, all around the world when I travel, you know, there are psychic shows. And, mm. like, I sit there and I just shake my head and go, like, oh, my God, like, this is, well, so it's 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 subject matter. It's sensationalism, and it's it's them. What, what it you is. just said, one upping what they were doing in the nineties, and um, and that's what television always wants you to keep tuning in, keep clicking, keep entertained. So they would, and it's 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 a different side for you speaking from your profession, and so um, with humility, you you you're going. That's not the way it is, and it's not sensationalized, and it is uh, pure and simple, and in its best form, it is the best. And and it's so special, and you know. One of the things that I learned maybe when I was about 18, 19 years old, and again, I'm, 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 I'm humbled by the years of, of, of doing this. I am, I, I, I am just a phone. You know what I'm saying? Like, when, when you do this work, you recognize very, very quickly, like, it ain't about you. Like, you, you keep yourself in check because without the information coming through you, it, 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 you're just a phone. So there are many people, I'm sure, that are listening to us that have an old cell phone stuck in their drawer that they don't even know where the, where the power outlet is for it. Yes. It's like, you, you, as, a, as a metaphysical teacher, you're just a phone. You're the conduit to what brings through information that should hopefully leave people better than you find them. And that's what my goal is, is to kind of like disseminate information using my ability to raise awareness, teach people about the world that they're living in. But most importantly, not just to know that, you know, grandma's with you or the person's <laughs> um, spouse who passed is still there. Like, that to me is a given now. But, like, what do we do with this information? We're living in a crazy world. Mm. And I think to be armed with understanding is probably the most important thing. Man, that's beautiful. And the way that you've just... Um the way that you've just explained your mission, it is beautiful and, and it's really, really um, quite exceptional. If I have to ask, because you do, you do these shows and you do sort of group readings, but you also do private readings, what do you enjoy more? I have to do them all because I get bored. You know, and, and, I, and somebody said to me, they heard me answer this question once before, and they said, don't say that. That sounds like unprofessional. I'm like, no, but it's honest. Like, if I have to sit in a week, you know, like, you know, just doing private readings, I, I would to bang my head up against the wall. <laughs> because I, I would literally, I would like, I would get bored. So I have to mix it up. So I, I love doing my private readings because, to be honest, you know, growing up in a very big family, I'm nosy. So, like, I, I, I like to know, like, all the details of what was happening everywhere in my family and who was doing what. And I love soap operas growing up as a kid and paying attention to, like, all the details that are happening in the family. And a private reading is, like, diving into the pool of someone's life yeah. and, like, knowing what's going on. And, you know, over the three decades of doing this, it went from just being nosy to being able to assist and, you know, guide them, maybe navigate, help them navigate, make choices. Um, ultimately, always it falls upon the client to do what you know they want, their choice, or their life, their karma. But to kind of give them insights so that they at least they're making an informed decision. But um, I love doing small groups of like you know ten, twenty people, and 
you know, doing groups of 2,000. Uh, I've done groups up to five, ten thousand people. So it's it's kind of fun, um, and I like to push the envelope. So it's like I've done um, some kind of crazy things, like you know, one night at like one o'clock in the one o'clock in the morning, I was on Twitter and Periscope had just came out, and I did a Periscope, and I was like, huh, I wonder if I could do a reading on Periscope. <laughs> so I did. I you know. I like to I like to see like to push the envelope and and, and do stuff, uh, but I can't say I have a favorite, so I like to switch it up. Okay, so I mean that that explains it, and it sort of like feeds both your energies and it gives you it keeps you it keeps you doing it. Otherwise, you would stop if you didn't enjoy it. You wouldn't do it. Uh, we're all about the good news here on the good stuff, um, and you've been doing this for three decades. If you could pick out of the thousands of different stories that you have come across and the readings that you've done, um, what is one of the best ones that's just sort of stuck with you? Well, I'm going to tell you that it's not so much because of what came through, but what was achieved as a result. In the first year of doing Crossing Over, so we're going back to like you know, 2000, the year 2000, there was a, a, a family that I just happened to notice was sitting in the audience like in two separate audiences or three separate audiences on the same day. And back when Crossing Over first started taping, we, you know, they had, they had me doing like three audiences a day because I, 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 didn't, I didn't know better um, and I didn't need to. But this, this family was in three, in the same day. So this one gentleman, his face kind of like, I was pulled in three separate times. By the end of the day, I wound up reading for him and they had lost their son and they lost their son in a very unique way. He was playing the sport lacrosse and his, he was, he was the goalie, and he had on a chest protector, but the ball hit him in the chest, but it hit him in the chest literally in between heartbeats, sure. and it stopped his heart. And this young man, unfortunately, passed because there wasn't a defibrillator on, on site, and if they had a defibrillator on site, he would be here today. So that family um, stuck with me in a really, really big way because it was one was powerful reading two i didn't know that was possible that that you know could happen mm. three it felt senseless because if there was some type of medical equipment at the game um he would still be here and over the course of their healing um which i kind of feel like maybe i had a little something to do with mm. um they literally got legislation passed here in the states that at sporting events for kids a defibrillator has to be at all events so that if something like that ever happens again and they've saved lives as a result. So, you know, it's more about the outcome of what something I got a chance to be, I don't know, a privilege to watch and witness, but to see them get legislation changed like that, you know, that was pretty powerful. That was uh, that's something that stands out for me. Well, it's massive and it creates sustainable positive change for the future, which is just absolutely incredible. Um, you're coming to South Africa. Uh, your show is on the 5th of August in Johannesburg. You're going to be speaking to a bigger group at Monte Casino. You've been to South Africa before, right? I have. I have. I, I, I do enjoy being there. Have you have you done a bit of traveling, or is, or is it just literally flying in the airport, straight to the hotel, uh, do your show, and fly out? This trip will be like that, I believe. Um, it, it will be like this. It will be in and out only because of scheduling. But I've had the opportunity to you know to come in and and I've visited you know Durban and Cape Town and 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 Joburg and got a chance to you know do some some of the stuff there. It, it's it's something I would like to do again where I have more time 
but um, it's it's been a it's been a while. I thought I was going to come back last year, and I couldn't make it happen. So um, I'm happy to be able to get back, even just for one night. Yeah, we're excited to have you here. We love we love John Edwards. Your shows is what we grew up Aww. to. It's what we grew up to. It was on all our TV stations. Exactly. So we got to see you in action um, for most of the time growing up. If anybody wants to get in touch, I, you're not going to be doing any private readings yet because you don't have time. But if people want to get in touch and they, they sort of want to, um, you know, chat to you, maybe arrange private readings. I know you travel quite a bit, so maybe they can meet you somewhere around the world. What do they have to do to do that? Um, all my information, like any anything that I'm doing, is on johnedward.net. There's no S on Edward, and it's uh, johnedward.net. But, you know, I am now part of the social media world, so people can find me, like, on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm trying to have fun with, uh, you know, Instagram and doing doing some fun stuff. And so, yeah, but, yeah, people can hit me up there. Okay. At Psychic Medium J-E. It's, it's that simple. We're going to take all of those links. We're going to put them up online uh, so that all of our listeners can also just follow your journey. Um, I cannot believe that I have just spoken to someone that I grew up watching. It's super, super cool. Um, and it's, a, it's, it's awesome to speak to, you. to speak to you and you're so down to earth and yeah. so humble. Um, you've lived a life in the entertainment Aww, industry. And it's just really cool to, to see that you are that way. Um, and thank you for joining I us on the good that. stuff. Thank you so much, guys. Um, I, I'm going to come to the show. So I'll, I'll sort of be in the audience. Audience. I'll be that come guy. Back and let's come back and say hi. I'll do that for sure. Thanks, John. It's been absolutely incredible. This is the good stuff on Cliff Central. Cliffcentral.com.